Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay, who are co-located physically again. What's up, family? Yeah. Hey, I was gonna say, but are you really? Are, are we really there with you? Um, I can't. I love that joke, and I want it to continue as long as it can. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, we're here. You're there. It's okay. Everything's yeah, everything's good. Well, here, you're co-located Kyle. with each other, and I'm in another state. Right. These are choices you make. Yeah. <laughs> Working. Yeah. Hey, we're we are working too, and no, I just want I know, all the listeners that. to oh, know yes. that. I know we, are, are. we are yes. also here working too. This Actually, is... <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. So we're, we're going to get into what we're talking about. But Mike and I, for those of you that haven't heard, uh, we are working on this thing called Stormtide. Um, but Mike and I were playing and we're going to talk about that. And Rachel came out and brought dinner to us. And I'm like, I know it looks like we're playing a game right now, but I swear this is work. <laughs> <laughs> we are nose to the grindstone. Yeah, yeah. Burning the candle at both ends here. That's right. As as we're like playing Legion on the table here yeah. in front of us, which you can see on the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's uh, burning the candle at both ends is probably closer to the truth than, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so leading in, we were, we're actually... Um, for those of you, real quick, part of our housekeeping segment. I know you like saying that, Kyle, but I'm going to just jump all over it. So the housekeeping. Oh, I'm editing this episode. I'm not putting any drops in. Yeah, so. okay. that's what I was going to say. Don't worry about drops. Housekeeping. Uh, and so um, <laughs> Stormtide, uh, Mike and I, the reason Mike's here and the reason why you can see this table in front of you is because we have a very special announcement for, for those of you either who have already signed up for Stormtide and are waiting with bated breath, or for those of you who, who haven't really made a decision yet and you're wondering whether or not you should, you should sign up for Stormtide. Well, Mike and I have created a free mission, actually, for Stormtide. It's a, a prologue, actually. Um, and as you can see on the table, one of one of the neat little effects of the uh, what what is it? The objective is uh, terrain destruction. It is. It is. Terrain destruction is in the rules. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I may have littered Jay's deployment zone <laughs> over here with upturned buildings. Yeah. So many of these buildings you see turned over. That was Mike blowing blowing my stuff to high heaven uh and yeah it's we're really excited about it we you know we wanted you guys to kind of get a taste of what we're doing because we know you know because of the 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 design of the product we we have to be secretive right a little bit but we wanted you to get a taste and you know the plan is to do these free missions um and i you know you might have heard me say say prologue um and because they're going to take part sort of before the story of Stormtide and, and tie in where they can. Um, it's gonna, it's called Rising Tide and it's gonna be um, on the Stormtide website. You would subscribe to it like you would our, our Stormtide package, except for it's free, it doesn't charge anything. And then you'll get the downloadable package and it's all print and play at home. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, Mike and I have been working on, uh, you know, I've been doing the art, 
Mike's been doing the development and uh, we got to play it tonight and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, well, and I'll tell you, because when you're like, when I'm working on stuff, I'm not really like thinking about it on a table. I'm just like, okay, I got to design this now. Um, what does this look like? You know, and like, I'm worried about all the graphics and making sure the words are okay and stuff. And so I was like, I don't know. Yeah, this seems all right. And then when we got it on the table, I was like, oh man, this is really good. Um, so it was a lot of fun. And the neat thing is for those of you who are going to be playing Stormtide and who are going to be invested in the story of Stormtide, that what happens in this prologue, um, you'll be able to to um, enter in the data and and what happens uh, on the website, just like you will a Stormtide mission, and it'll affect Stormtide in the future. Um, so we're really excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I think um, overall, this this mission is really here to set up some of the narrative, like storytelling elements. You're going to meet um, some characters you may have received some emails from already if you're signed up for Stormtide. Yep. You're also going to meet some new characters um, kind of topically during the mission. And uh, the mission is called Strike on Rigel 4. Yep. Um, and it's very much uh, a city fight, as you can maybe see, uh, maybe geared for more urban warfare, something we don't see a ton of in Legion. Um, it's got all... Uh, terrain guidelines for uh, buildings as well as what those buildings uh, terrain rules are once they're yep. destroyed yep. Um, and uh, you can you can basically when you're going through the mission you can kind of decide to uh, destroy your opponent and the structures in which they're kind yep. of sitting in yep. or you can maybe save the civilian population of Rigel 4 it's up to you um based on <laughs> based on what you want to be doing yep. and you know i think um or in mike's case both yes yes today today was a great great uh victory <laughs> for for team uh hurricane i think so I it's not playing. quite an either or yeah well my atst maybe maybe held down the fort long enough to just held my entire army for three rounds basically. <laughs> so that was fun yeah um but yeah it's it's i'm really excited for you guys to see it where you know this is kind of the things you'll expect from us not only in the storm tide boxes with all the other great stuff that the print product that we'll have but you know ideally the my hope has been that you guys will get deep into the story as like we want you to and and see how things are affecting the world of Stormtide after every mission. Um, and so, yeah, we're really excited about that. So all you have to do is go to stormtide.thefifthtrooper.com. Uh, it'll be available in the store for free, Rising Tide, and uh, just go ahead, subscribe, sign up, and you'll get the free downloadable file. And by the time this goes, this podcast is live, uh, that'll be up on the website. So go, go check it out and let us know what you think. Awesome. Yeah, that's it, Kyle. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, but that's not true. Uh, and oh, if you want to support us, please check out our Patreon. There you <laughs> go. You know, at Patreon.com/slash oh, yeah. The Fifth Trooper. Yeah, go to the Patreon. We do an After Dark podcast. We do. Um, and we we did. I think was it last week that we did the Q and A? It's every my was, mind that was blur. last week. No, it was yeah. last. It was last um, week. So, so monthly we're, we're doing a Q&A with the entire 5th Trooper squad, the three of us plus Dustin and Bushfax were on and basically we had people come on and, and just ask us questions and, and you can actually hear it. We released it as an after dark episode and um, 
it, it was a lot of fun. I, some of the questions were great. The participation was really cool. Uh, we had a couple guys from Australia on there, a guy that was like literally 20 minutes from where I live that I didn't know about. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, hey. Uh, so, yeah. So hey, that was cool. I'm your neighbor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like asking what we're going to be at our local store again. I'm like, uh, why? Are you local? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. That's, I think that's it. Then. There we go. I yeah. think, I think we, we got, I think we hit the marks. All right. We got awesome. them all. Well, we have a lot of, <laughs> we got even more reveals from AMG. And, and because we're recording this on Thursday night, I think again, we've hit the, hit the reveal jackpot. Yes, I think. we have. Yeah, it was literally today that we that. got more. Like they seem to be just revealing a lot more than they ever have, huh? Just this new AMG philosophy, maybe. Well, I mean, it's hard to say because this is kind of the first like um, wave of reveals that they've actually done, and it's mm. it's been you know numerous months after they took over the game that we're seeing this stuff. And granted, yeah. it is you know Yoda's supposed to come out. Uh, what next month august i think late august i think so. so so we're a little less than two months out from a release for basically the first time since they've had it besides like i think the bus and the um the party bus and the the lat yeah so uh it seems like they're just kind of getting their feet under them with respect to the pr stuff and we're yeah. not seeing it so yeah, i don't cool. know i don't know if it's a reason you know who knows maybe we'll see this kind of thing going forward i don't know right. but um, it's been kind of a gap in releases in general so i think maybe they just haven't had a lot to talk about until now we're finally fair, getting something fair enough uh, these were all via twitter oh so yeah. there's there's actually several things we're going to talk about all of them very furry yeah. well not all of well, them there's some upgrade mostly. cards that are not but yes um, might be we don't know <laughs> yikes yikes <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the furriest of them all, Chewbacca. Mm. We, we did get a Chewbacca unit card yeah. reviewed. This was actually, I think this might have been last week. I don't remember after we recorded, of course. Um, but yeah, this is Republic Chewbacca. Uh, and this is Commander Chewbacca. So he is... Man, Republic just gets everything that's amazing, don't they? I actually think that, that he is worse than Rebel Chewbacca. Um, I'm just trying to throw the salt out before we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know. I know. Um, so, so let me just get this right. In just this last bunch of releases, Republic got three commanders <laughs> and a, yeah. and yes. a special forces unit. <laughs> yes. Accurate. Technically, technically, two special forces units. Right? Yeah, two. Right. Yeah. Because the cookies are different, right? <laughs> Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be clear as long well, as we're you know, right. throwing shade. That's throwing good. Shade. It's good that it's they were really hurting. So I'm glad that we showed them. Yeah, some I really love. need some help, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um uh, what's funny is a lot of this stuff is like this is a competitive podcast, so we can say things like this. Um, a lot of these we're looking at it and it's like it's not Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's I that's how I feel about it too. Yeah, but anyway, it is very exciting because it's new Wookiee stuff. So Chewbacca is 90 points like his Rebel counterpart. A lot of this is basically the same. 
Um, he's got two training slots and a gear slot. He has nine health, courage two. Uh, he has surge hit instead of surge crit. But the bowcaster does have critical one, so that's probably like, you know, six in one hand, half dozen in the other kind of situation. Unless you roll multiple surges, which does happen occasionally. But yeah, um, his attacks are the same. Overwhelm and his bowcaster are identical. Four red for the melee with lethal one, and then the bowcaster is two red, two white. Impact one, pierce one, and then it's got critical one because Republic Chewie does not have um, surge crit on his card. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's got Enrage 4, which is the same as Rebel Chewy. He has Scale, which is also the same as Rebel Chewy. The other two things on here are very extremely different from Rebel Chewy. Uh, he's got Reliable 2. That's a big deal, I think. It is. Um, I mean, think of how many times on that 9 health pool you roll surges on your saves. Yeah. Uh, and he's not, he's not using them on offense, ever. Right. Mm. Yeah, this is purely for defense. So it makes his guardian better, but the other difference between him and Rebel Chewy is he has guardian two, so it's less, and it's also commander only. Got gotta um, save that Yoda boy. Yep, and he's not throwing his his furry body in front of any uh, clones, <laughs> clone troopers. <laughs> so um, probably a good thing. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of annoying. I think if he was just like using that giant nine health pool to pull sniper pierce shots off of clones. <laughs> um, oh, you don't think that would be fun? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Uh, but he can guardian commanders, which of course includes Yoda, who he comes with. Maybe more importantly, he can guardian Rex. Yes, that's probably more um, interesting. I mean, you can definitely be more aggro with Rex with a walking carpet guardian body next to him. Yeah. And Rex's attacks are pretty good. So. That's what I hear. That's what yeah. I hear. Uh -huh. It's word on the um, street. Yeah, I actually think he's pretty interesting alongside Rex, even just without any command cards. I, so I think the most interesting thing here from a design standpoint is that um, is, is this the only commander other than Vader in the game that technically like without being promoted gives your army immune to, immunity to panic. Yeah. I mean if 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 he's enraged, right? Yep. He's got a he's got a dash for a courage value yep. so he makes all your clones um invulnerable to panic. <laughs> oh my god. Not yeah. that that comes up that often. It doesn't come up that. Yeah. You know, but uh it may be worth noting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it is worth noting. It's, you know, I, what a throwaway line. Yeah. It may be worth noting. I don't know. Clones not fearing anything may be a big deal. I don't know. Watch it. You're getting so angry. Your speeder bike is hanging out on your... Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Other than Reliable 2 and talking about the um, kind of in, in uh, the courage bubble i'm not really sure what this brings to the table i guess maybe we should talk about his command card we do um but yeah i think in general the guardian commander is like significantly more restrictive than rebel chewy's universal guardian ability which is one of the primary reasons you bring chewy in the first place so. totally um all right let's look at this command card 
I have a uh, question. You have yes. a question. Are his uh, are his rebel command cards available to him and for Republic? No, because they're all they're all partnered with with the other. I I think you could technically use them. They just wouldn't do do, it, do anything. Be, be as good, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't it, think they would do anything except give Chewie an order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's um, interesting. Chewie can use these new. Wookie command cards that we will get to. <laughs> um, and he can also use this one, which has this picture on it, Chewbacca. Uh, very relevantly named size matters sometimes. <laughs> because when Yoda needs a bride, he needs a big furry taxi to get him out of Dodge, apparently. Um, so yeah, the card art on this is... Um, Yoda's. <laughs> it looks like Chewbacca's training to become a Jedi. Is what it looks like. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, Chewbacca looks actually kind of like. I mean, I'm sure he's pissed that he's being shot, not because Yoda's riding on his back, but this looks a little bit like non-consensual. Yeah, yeah, um, a little. <laughs> oh boy! All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I don't know what I'm <laughs> yeah, okay. card art aside, uh, yeah, this this is an, a two pip. It gives an order to Chewbacca and Yoda. If Chewbacca is at range one of a friendly Yoda, you may place that Yoda in base contact with Chewbacca. If you do, Yoda cannot perform moves, and after Chewbacca moves, place Yoda in base contact with Chewbacca. While Yoda is in base contact with Chewbacca, Chewbacca gains deflect, can spend Yoda's dodge token, and rolls red defense dice while defending or using Guardian thoughts it sounds fun yeah I, um it's not immediately apparent to me um like what this card is trying to like clearly you're trying to pick yoda up and move him um and i guess it improves chewy's saves that seems like the primary benefit here yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. But the fact that he's only guardian guardianing himself and Yoda makes it kind of like it, it it sounds like it's like um what's his movement speed too still, right? Two. Yeah. So it's not like he's running three. I mean, it just sounds like a a cheap transport for Yoda, right? Like yeah. I want Yoda to be uh over there now, right? And it's just but not that far, just you know, like range, like two range increments, basically, right? <laughs> it's like maybe yeah. a little further because, well, no, because he's got to be placed in base contact, but it could start what range one away from Chewie, so maybe range three range increments. You could you could technically move him. Yeah, which is farther than like on a normal turn. Yoda has a speed one move. Yeah, and he has to spend actions to take them as those moves. Um, so so like if you want to get him in the mix on something i guess i i I guess looking at the text i think this secretly is super super fast yoda and let me explain why you can move three times right right I i i don't think the text precludes you from moving yoda due to um what is it what is this pull the strings the guidance or whatever uh, well, you can move. You would move Chewbacca with guidance, right? Which would yeah. then move Yoda, right? Yes. Based on the text on that card. Yeah. 
Yep. Can you move before you? No, Yoda can't move is what it's saying. Yoda right. can't move. Right, right, right. But you, so you could actually get like, you know, depending on where Yoda is, you could get almost range four out of this card. Because mm -hmm. if he's, you know, range one away from Chewbacca on the opposite end of where you need him to go, he moves range one to Chewbacca. You know, you use guidance. So he moves another speed two move, which is roughly range one. And then Chewbacca takes two more moves, which is, you know, up to almost range four, basically. Mm. So yeah, this is kind of like teleporting Yoda. Um, and even if you're not like, like if you're not using guidance to move Chewie, it's still t essentially two free moves for Yoda because he doesn't have to take actions yeah. to move that distance, right? Uh, like yeah. even on even on his turn where he gets speed three with his one pip, you still have to like take actions to move Yoda, you know? Yeah, it seems like a like a late game box grab or key position or like something where you you know you last first, you know, you last with Chewie and Yoda to get to get yeah. to where you need to go, and then you first on the on the final turn to kind of uh, whatever take take the position, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, like, it seems like it would work, but yeah. <laughs> I, situationally, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this card is going to have a lot of FAQs related to it. Like, it yeah. sort of seems like can Yoda really be carrying a box while riding on Chewie? You know, like. Can oh, you yeah, place like him in melee away. after Chewie? Right, moves? yeah. Like, like, does this does this preclude you from placing him in base contact with an enemy unit? Um, can you force push either of them while this is happening? Yeah. What if Chewie gets in base contact? Can Yoda then disembark and be in base contact? There's some questions here. Yeah, definitely. I think the answer is yes, based on the text. Yeah, I think you can force push Chewie, but you can't force push Yoda because he's cannot perform moves. Hmm. Um, and then if you force push Chewie, I think Yoda just like snaps back to base contact with Chewie. I don't know. There's definitely going to be an FAQ about this because yeah, I think there's going to be a long one. This one, <laughs> this is going to be a long FAQ. Yeah. yeah, not as long as the force lift FAQ. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, um, we will. <laughs> you guys got any other thoughts about this and or Chewbacca? Uh, it's. I think I would use the word cute. This is a cute. Do you know where it would be really great to use? Now that I'm thinking about it, in our campaign. Sometime. Yeah, I mean, like, frankly, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like <laughs> pipe it like that. No, but... I, I mean, listen. For those of you, most of you who are listening, I'm generally assuming are listening for the strategic and tactical stuff of uh, of the podcast to go be competitive. Um, but for those of you that are just listening for fun, it sounds like a lot of fun. Like, I it think does. it would be really yeah. enjoyable to use both Chewie and Yoda in the same list and, and some of the other Wookiee stuff. I mean, yeah, if you're just looking to have fun on a Friday night at your local shop, yeah, do do this. It sounds crazy. Um, if you're looking to go to LVO or Adepticon to be competitive, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, the nice yeah. thing about this card is because of how Yoda's cards work with the recycling, you can essentially... It's kind you know, of just, just include right. You just include yeah. it in your hand, and sometimes you're going to play Yoda cards on six turns, and sometimes you're going to throw this in there in the situation where it's going to make a difference. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, when was it? The whenever we talked about Yoda last week, I guess. You know, I had said like I did like some quick. I did a quick list build, 
And I was like, yeah, I got to give it up to 10 activations already, right? So like you could pull out like one of the phase ones that I had in there and put Chewy in and still be at 10 activations. And I, I it maybe, you know, I think it could be recently. I think it'd be nine probably. Maybe this would be a good infantry bombing run list. Who knows? Uh, that, that, wow. That'll be That'd be interesting. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda and Chewie just carrying bombs. Give them both bombs. <laughs> They're just like, Yoda's just like juggling bombs on Chewie's back. <laughs> you have a bomb. You know what? I take bomb it back. Everybody should be playing this list. <laughs> This is hyper competitive. Go for it. This is yeah, funny. That would be pretty funny, actually. Not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> and you know what? When that bomb blows up, Chewie's got red saves. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, let's hit these. I actually want to hit these Wookiee command cards first because which Chewie, one? Chewie can use these. Well, we got all we got all three of them. Yeah, but but I want you to say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please. Kyle, what do you it. think it was like going to Lucas and trying to get these approved for licensing? <laughs> well, what's you, it's funny because somebody uh, on the Discord actually looked these up, and these are all somewhere on the internet referenced like actual Wookie phrases. Oh, um, well, that's good. Yeah. So, in fact, uh, giving credit where credit is due, this was this was Florf on the Discord, um, but he. I will attempt to pronounce these just for humor. Uh, the one pip, which is, um, I think there's more think, oomph in it, but sure. Yeah, longer. Imagine that, but longer. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Um, Love it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was really good. Yeah. That was impressive. Kyle. I can't decide whether you're patronizing me or not. Well, I might be a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. anyway the one pip uh <laughs> um apparently means an old wookie proverb roughly translated in galactic basic aka english as people often mistakenly judge a tree by its branches but a wise wookie knows its strength is in its roots wow it's like those old kung fu movies you know yeah. where they <laughs> they say like one thing and there's like there's yeah, like, yeah. like three like lines of subtitles flying. Yeah. 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 Um, oh man the, the two pip yeah what's is, that one called uh oh, oh look we've got a murloc <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was very murlocky i'm sorry I don't know. Anyway, yeah. no. uh, not making it any better. No, I'm not. Up into the trees. <laughs> okay. okay, is what that means. All right. And then the three pip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is just yarg. Probably that. Basically, right. Something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll Love it. Love it. Um. One more time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, an extremely angry roar. Is oh, what that is, apparently. Okay, perfect. All right. You you guys want to read what these do? Since I've pronounced them. Yeah, right. yeah, I got oh, you. Guys. I'll I'll deal with the English. You deal Thanks. with the with the Wookie. Um, since it's way over there, I can't read yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay. okay. That's all right. I got you. I got you. So uh, the one pip is one special forces unit or 
one support unit, which is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, maybe we'll circle around to that in a minute. Republic only when a friendly unit is issued an order by a commander Wookiee trooper unit. So uh, I think Chewbacca or the Wookiee chieftain. If it is wounded or one or more of its minis has been defeated, it gains one aim, one dodge, and one surge token. And it's referring to the unit being issued in order. So it's kind of like... Uh, like a tenacity-esque effect um, yeah. for one unit. It seems okay. As far as one pips go, this doesn't scream like amazing to me. What are the support units for Republic? Well, that's a that's a great great reason thing you brought that up. Um, I mean, barks it's, it's pretty much Barks and ATRTs, which seems to so maybe not be on mini. brand. <laughs> <laughs> but technically allowed to be given an order by this. It seems yeah, like. yeah. Um, so a little weird. Um, <laughs> but they gain they gain an aim, a dodge, and a search. Yeah. So like yeah. there's no you're not like getting free tokens you can share, right? Yeah. Which worth well, noting. Unless you give it to an arc. There's nothing to stop you from giving this to an arc unit. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. If they've lost the mini, yeah. which, you know, if you're running full arcs, you're probably not taking wiki command cards, but... Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, in any case, it's one aim, one dodge, and one surge on a one pip. Ah, take it or leave it. I think it's fine if you're running, like, a generic wikis. This feels kind of like the... Um, maybe a slightly better version of like the original generic command cards where it's got like a rank restriction on there, but it's just kind of like ambush plus. Yeah. You know, it's totally. like ambush with the free effect on it, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah, overly complicated for like the word <laughs> For what it does. Yeah, for yeah. what it does. They could basically just say, yeah. give a unit an aim and dodge and a surge token. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got it like uh, Commander Wookiee. It's like, oh, right. Unit's got to be wounded. It's They're, like so restrictive yeah. that it's just kind of, like if it were me, I don't play Republic and none of this is convincing me to play <laughs> Republic, but like. <sighs> I just feel like I this is too much. <laughs> like there's so much energy and just like trying to understand when to use this. So it's just like, yeah, I'll just take the generic one. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're running some kind of army where you have either Chewy or the Wookiee commander and you have like at least one unit of normal Wookiees in it, this seems like a perfectly fine card to include to issue yeah. them an order and give them free tokens. Sure. So one thing that stands out to me though is like um this is a generic one pip that if you're not playing a Wookiee, well, like, like if you're just playing a clone commander and you're not running a vehicle, this is a one pip you can run. It, it's not restricted to the... No. The, right? Yeah, it just probably That's doesn't do anything because it doesn't do any... The It's just ambush unless the order right. is being issued yeah. by a Wookiee commander unit. I mean, well, I mean, I guess that's nice. Like if you're running... Either the Wookiee commander Chewbacca and a and, and a generic commander, and like the Wookiee dies, your your you can your still play cards it. aren't gone, yeah. right? That's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I guess. Yeah, yeah it's just it's a thought. I think it's it, an interesting it's, point. Yeah, it's fine. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, stuff. Yeah, things and stuff. Things and stuff and stuff and things. Um, so we talk about up into the trees. Yeah, I want to mention one more thing with this, though. Yeah, go um, for it. 
Go because you it. can conceivably get extra tokens out of this if you give your chieftain or uh, Chewy seize. Mm, seize the um, initiative, sure. Yeah, because uh, you know if you would give your order to the special forces unit or whatever, and then you would flip seize, and they technically meet the requirement on this card when a friendly unit is issued an order by a commander, will keep trooper unit. And theoretically, so you could like to themselves. You could get aim dodges and surges on like Kenobi and Anakin with this card, assuming that or no, no, because they're mm-hmm. not issued in order to themselves. Yes, never seems, mind. I take right. that back. Yeah, it only works if you put C's on the Wookiee. Yep, commander yep. Yep. or mm-hmm. Chewbacca. Fair enough. Yeah, but worth mentioning. Yep, probably not worth taking C's just for this effect, but. If it was on a Jedi, it would be, but yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to hit the two pip? Up into the trees. Yeah. Uh, two trooper units. It's a two pip. Uh, Republic only. Each friendly Wookiee trooper unit that is issued in order by a commander Wookiee trooper unit gains Agile One. That's All pretty right. cool. Yeah. I mean, so this is a lot of free tokens for. Wookie units that uh, normally already have offensive push staple to them, so like they're getting two dodge tokens and a aim token on the turn they charge, plus two moves and a and a melee attack. Like that's that's some action economy, yeah. <laughs> right? Like that's six actions. Um, this seems good to me. Uh, looks like it also can benefit from your. Um, Seize the initiative shenanigans. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it turns your Wookiees into Tauntauns basically for a turn. Yeah. Yeah. With it's three dodge tokens. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to, you know, I mean. This is a this is a faction that everything's very expensive in, and it's requiring you to invest more in more expensive units, and so it in order to for the payoff. I mean, yeah, right? Wookies are not that much more expensive than Phase Twos. No, they're really not. It's like ten points. No, right, but what? I'm, yeah, but still, ten points in in. That seems like a lot for Republic, right? Yeah, I think I, mean, I think I you're running a different list at that sure, point. Sure, yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Come, it's not probably, a clone trooper list. No, I guess you're probably you're probably doing the minimal requirements like what we were doing for Empire and Rebel, right? With three phase ones, maybe no upgrades, three Wookiee special forces, Chewbacca and the Wookiee commander, and I don't know, maybe some arcs and Yoda if you can fit it. Yeah, I will say, you know, these command cards seem to be suggesting that. Um, maybe incentivizing people to play things that have uh, subtypes other than clone. Yeah. Um, but but I do think that it's kind of uh, it's polarizing and that like it it sort of seems based on like this card you kind of want as many Wookiee troopers as possible. It's sort of it's sort of like you need to hit a critical mass of these yeah. units. I think. Yeah. Um, right, and without there being a core unit that's a Wookiee subtype. Uh, yeah, seems like it might be tough, but I mean, you could definitely run a list with like a Wookiee chieftain, Chewy, three Wookies, you know, and that's right around five hundred points. That leaves you three hundred points for 
whatever core you want to take to fill out the other five units or so. Yeah, yeah. maybe take some naked phase ones and yeah, you know, I don't know. They're just kind of like assistance to the war. They're not actually part of it. Yeah, I mean, ones. like if we go back to the Battle of Kashyyyk, right? Who's fighting the battle? Is it the clones or is it the war? Right, the clones right? are just yeah. like up in the trees, like, yeah, no, you want to attack them guys. Right, right. Shoot, shoot yeah. that guy. Shoot yeah. that guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah just clones, charge right in. It's fine. The clones are there as consultants, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was the word I was looking for. Thanks. Yeah, battlefield consultants. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right, three all right. pip. Three pip. Um, three troopers. It is three pip for public only. Each friendly Wookie Whoopy Wookie trooper unit that is issued an order by a commander Wookie trooper unit gains demoralize one. This is assault with upside. Yeah, it's assault with the free effect on it, basically. Yeah. And for everybody out there that doesn't remember what Demoralize 1 is, because it's on one card ever, I think, and it yeah. never, ever sees play, um, I believe it gives a, when you activate, it gives a suppression token to a unit within range 2. It's on fear. Yeah, it's um, the opposite is, of Inspire. Yes. Yep. Um, and since it's dark side force power that takes up a force slot, nobody plays it because... <laughs> <laughs> it could be free and people still wouldn't take it yep, yep. um maybe um but <laughs> well i mean like you might put it on palpatine you put it something, on something right yeah. like you, you know but well, not after this release yeah we're, we're getting to that i think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting to that imperial players rejoice i mean uh, yeah i clearly and I think we we knew this for a while when they added the Wookiee subtype into the RRG that this was they were heading somewhere and they're clearly heading that you know and yeah some of the other stuff that may be available on the internet for you guys to go look you can see that this is a thing right that they're they're going in a certain direction yeah I dig it you know I um I think it's nice to have some diversity. It sort of feels yeah. like they're building a sub faction within the Republic faction a little bit here. Um, yeah. And which is great. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm still going to play Rex to my heart's content and um, have fun. Maybe take him with Chewie. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know if Give you it a shot. this, but Mike is super competitive. <laughs> <laughs> He might do it here in the Stormtide offices, but I don't think he'll be doing it. Yeah, I did play an ATSD Boba Fett and two speeder bikes in the same list today. <laughs> Sounds fun. It was. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good game. All right, let's talk about these upgrade cards because these are All right. competitive. Not, yeah. not that the previous cards we just talked about weren't, but these. I, I, well, hold on, hold on. Do we want to get Kyle's piece out of the way first and then go to the other ones? Because I've been honestly waiting all week for this kyle's piece yeah kyle has a rant about one of these upgrades okay I'm okay really hold on. Well, he, 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 we can't let him rant about it until we describe what this is to the I, just, I think we should just let him go <laughs> just release the hounds <laughs> let's see what happens I'll tell you what can i can i tee us up and then yeah. you can go on a rant sure. i, I want to hear your your guys's takes on that's this totally cool it's just i'm normally the one ranting and maybe i'll follow up your rant okay. so he's feeling jealous right um, now I, I am feeling you. a little jealous i don't rant very often you know? it's okay no 
So let me just let me just pull it up here. Yeah. So that I have all the card text oh, in front of me. All right. So are. as many of you are undoubtedly well aware are well aware, um Yoda's coming and there's some sweet force upgrades in his his box. Uh the first one we're gonna talk about is called Force Lift. And I'm just going to read the text to all of you. Uh, um, so this is an exhaustible forest power. Yeah. And it says, when you deploy, you may place a barricade at range one. And then as a free action, you choose a barricade at range one and move it to within range one and height one of its current position. Um, it is five points. It is a force upgrade. It okay. seems pretty innocent, Kyle. I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, Kyle, why don't you tell us how you feel? Yeah, it's just mobile cover for your dudes, right? Yeah, yeah that's not all, a big that's deal. All it is. I mean, it's not anything that AA5 doesn't do. <sighs> I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay. Um, I just... To me, this screams like, how can competitive players abuse this? The ways are many, uh, and I don't, I don't really see a lot of like strategic. Like most of them are not strategically interesting. They just make your opponent feel like crap. Um, for example, uh, if there's barricades on the table and you get one, and there's usually going to be at least one other one, most. Um, most real tables have somewhere between six and eight barricades on them because it's easy, heavy scatter. Mm -hmm. um, it's not hard to like wall off objective markers with barricades. You only need two. Uh, you just put them like this <laughs> around the objective and then you can't get to it. So for um, those of you just listening on the audio, he just basically made a rectangle with the two barricades. Yes. Uh, and you, if you, if you offset that rectangle, you can even like, it's kind of hard visually, but yeah. Uh, so if you take one leg, if you take like the right leg of one barricade and the left leg of the other base. barricade, yeah, and and then and you, put the circle in the two corners, yeah, yeah, you just do that basically, yeah, um, and then you can't access it at all. So you could do that to like, you know, the middle box. Uh, you could do it to um, one of your opponent's objectives. One of their on, evaporators. On, right. One of their evaporators. I mean, chances are they'd be able to like finish the evaporator before you did, got to it with barricades, but you could certainly do it to your own evaporators after you finish them off and then you seal them up and run away. Unless you, <laughs> unless you put Yoda and Chewie and did super move over there. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or you just let the terrain be destructible, but I guess that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no qualification here that barricades have to be actually placed like excuse me oh, i wish i had a barricade with me i um, have one can't really see it from there yeah, but along their long edge so yeah. presumably you could like stand it up on its side and yeah. make like a you know like a line of sight blocking wall of barricades so um, i have a fundamental question that i'm testing out in front of me what happens if there's a trooper model on top of the barricade in which you're trying to move I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get it to balance. I'm just curious if like Boba Fett like yeah. jumped up on top of a barricade and then it was force lifted. Does he fall? Is what's what's the protocol here? So go with it. 
right I, oh I, that'd be really cool it's like vader's might but with you know yeah. it's, it's <laughs> for pretty any- common for even like not small base units but vehicles and stuff to be resting on top of barricades yeah um what about objectives where barricades can be the objective like what happens in payload if you have a barricade near your d- deployment zone the answer is you um, don't get to score your payload ever right because you're like you can you can you nominate your opponent's terrain piece so if you've got force lift and there's barricades on the table you pick a barricade and then you just move it away from your opponent's payload um you could technically kind of do that for key positions positions. too right yeah the same thing yeah um seems great I don't know. This feels like one of those situations where uh, like you could roll up to a table and you're facing Yoda and payload flips in that third spot and there's barricades on the table and you're like, I guess I lose. <laughs> like, uh, I don't yeah. know. I just, I, this doesn't seem to like, I feel like there, there are much cleaner ways to create something that just gives mobile cover to dudes without creating all these extra issues about moving terrain around. If you're a TO and you've like carefully placed all your barricades in specific spots on the table, like do you have to go back and check your tables in between rounds to make sure that yeah. the barricades are all where you want them to be? No, I think you just leave them where they are. So, you know, this also doesn't specify like, can can you put like a barricade like that? What I mean, yeah. yeah. Like you could create a line of sight blocker with barricades. <laughs> nice um standing up right for those of you listening is this, is this yeah. taller than a tank is that taller than your gav yeah well you could, not you the... could, could, could you block a tank's movement with it that's what i'm asking <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right fam the answer is yes yes <laughs> you could trap your opponent's tank with barricades um I mean, I, like, and and this is for TOs that are considering all these questions. It also gives uh, another thing for them to think about when they're making a table. Like, do I really want to put barricades on this table? How many barricades? Where do I want to put them? Beyond just like, well, this is a good cover spot for this barricade. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I was joking in competitive chat. I wasn't really joking, but I, I just put it, you know, David used to be like hashtag ban line and wait. I yeah. actually think hashtag ban force lift um, is reasonable. Yeah. Um, so what's the, yeah? I mean, what's to say, right? Because you let's say the let's say the tables don't have barricades, but you put fortified positions in your list, and now you got barricades everywhere. Yeah. Plus, I mean, if, if you're taking additional one. If you're taking force lift, I think fortified yeah. positions is in your battle deck. So you've right? got you've got fortified positions, and oh my god, yeah. Uh, just keep moving the barricades in their way so that it's harder for them to get to to objectives. <laughs> Congratulations, you never get to make a speed two move again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> I mean, I get that it's range one, uh, which is short, but I don't know. There's just it's probably one of those situations where like most of the time you're not gonna like this is not gonna be flagrantly abused in some way that's gonna win or lose you the game but you know even if it's like 10 percent of the time that that happens like it's gonna feel really bad (laughs) 
Yep. I think that's fair. Because um, it's like, well, I guess I just can't interact with the objectives because my opponent took this force power. So just to play devil's advocate, isn't that basically what force push does? Like, I know it's not inherently the same effect, but but I but I do think it's similar in that can you interact interact with like a key position if force push is on the table? Yes. But it's very difficult to do so, right? Like for one unit. Sure. Sure. Like that's... Or or with Yoda two units, right? Like um you know, I, I just right. well, I think the difference is I can give you an example, right? Is that let's say with key positions, okay. With force lift, if it's uh, if the key position is a barricade, which I mean I think you could stop that easy by TOs just yeah. not putting a barricade in the middle of the table. But let's right. say let's say it is, and well, your you opponent moves all their people to get into key to get to the key position, and at the last minute you just move it back and then <laughs> base it right as like your last order, and now they've just lost that entire position. It, like clearly, this is more abusive. I guess yeah. what I'm attempting to suggest is that it's just a more flagrant abuse as opposed to, I don't mm. know. Like I, like, I think force push is similarly abusive to the rules. It, For, it, force push is also not super interactive in that it yeah. just happens. Yes. Um, but, you know, force push only affects one unit at a time instead of your opponent's entire army's ability to interact with something. Mm. Um, it... Uh, you know, it's timing sensitive because if you force push that unit before it activates, then it can just move and undo what you did, right? Um, you know, there are several abilities that move units besides the move action uh, to mitigate force push with. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, there are definitely other things in the game that are also not interactive. Um, I inherently I like the idea of it. Like, I like having vader and then just putting a barricade <laughs> just yeah. like having heavy cover the whole time because of how fast force users die like I, I i think i get the the like so the gist of what they were what they the, wanted to do it just yeah there's definitely abuse that can happen I, I guess my question would be so clearly um you know the this was likely developed before amg took over right but but and marvel crisis protocol is a game full of like moving terrain yeah. and like destroying terrain. destroying terrain Throwing and stuff like that and and, and 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 i don't i don't play it so, but my understanding is it's pretty competitive yeah. so i guess my question is what inherently is different between these two games they're both alternating activations you know they both have like a lot of objective tokens is is this is this an issue specifically with barricade like if this was a different type of train train piece would it be okay would it I, I don't know i'm just i'm just tossing it out here i think movable terrain i have not played crisis protocol um so i i really i guess i really can't answer that question i have definitely heard from people that play both legion and crisis protocol that crisis protocol is neither competitive nor balanced <laughs> um okay. But I, again, I don't play it, so I don't, you know, I don't yeah. want to speak just based on what I've heard from other people. Um, for Legion, just coming from my perspective as a Legion player, uh, movable terrain 
for all the reasons we described, whether it's a barricade or something else. Um, it just feels like it opens a whole can of worms that makes the juice not worth the squeeze. Uh, just because specifically the objectives and your ability to score points to win on a number of cards hinges on terrain. And yeah. so being able to destroy or move it is, is what the problem Right. I guess my question is like if key positions and payload didn't exist, would this be fine? I think I think the uh, uses for blocking would still be significant. Um, I think there would be less situations where you're like, I guess I just lose this game. So um, but you could still use it to wall off the other objectives. It, it'd be a little more work. But let it, let's say what if every trooper unit in the game, could take an action and displace a barricade. Would that fix this? Yes. Right? I, yeah. I imagine Marvel Crisis Protocol has like- It must kind of Kind of like- because like more issues though. Maybe an, act, an action's a lot. And maybe, I don't know, just a thought. I'm just positing potential solutions mm -hmm. to have cool effects in the game yeah. as someone who's, you know, designs stuff. Um, yeah. It, it it's it's an interesting space i think to work within obviously it, i think this this feels a little um maybe not completely thought out yeah i i i think too from a positive side is do you just say that it's you know the 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 amg or ffg specific barricade and then as a TO, you know, you just make terrain or have terrain on the table that's just not those barricades. So then the only time this is effective is whether it's with force lift and fortified positions. And then it stops, Kyle, your concerns outside of blocking off, you know, but, but the other payload and key positions don't become issues anymore. And then it's really just blocking off. But and that, I, I mean, that's that's harder than... It's a scenario that could happen, but that seems really tough to make happen. Yeah. Yeah. If there's, if there's no barricades on the table, then this isn't an issue. Right. Because then the only barricade on the table is the one that you're dropping. Yeah. I think that, or fortified positions, right? And or fortified so, positions. Yeah. And so I think the real, the answer may just be hey, as a TO, uh, don't put barricades in these positions or don't put them on tables, you know? Yeah, I think that's a, probably going to be a tough sell for a while. Sure. But, um, but I mean, like these barricades that you've got are like, you know, they're just 3D printed or something, yeah. right? And these are not barricades; they're walls. Right. The, <laughs> right. Same size, yeah. same height. But... Suppose, but but suppose you like you have force lift and you roll up to a table and some there's 3D printed non FFG barricades on the table. Your opponent's like, those aren't barricades, and you're like, yeah. yes, they are. You know, yeah, like, I mean, uh, the, the TO. Like, that's that's another really... question here. Like, what's a barricade? Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure barricade is actually defined. It is um, in the yeah. RRG. So, um, hmm. but yeah, I mean, clearly it's crappy to like pay points for something and then show up to a tournament where people have actively um, making made sure that your thing is is the least good yeah. as possible. Like that feels bad too. So yeah, and it's also like. You know, like I mentioned earlier, like, do you really want to give TOs one more thing to think about when making terrain other than is this going to be a good table to play on? Yeah. 
You know? Yeah, I suppose too, right? They're already having a hard enough time putting together terrain and they use the barricades because they don't really have a lot else to use. And now you're like, yeah, don't use those, man. <laughs> well, and a barricade is a good, like tactically interesting terrain piece too. Yeah. You know, like the shape, the fact that it's, you know, linear scatter. Um, like it's a good terrain piece that I think should be on most tables. And I hate that we now have a reason to be like, do I want to put barricades on those tables? Where do I want to put those barricades? How many barricades? You know. Do, do you know. Th- do you think this incentivizes people to just take a force users with force lift so they don't get screwed? It's 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 tough because if if you've got one of the, like the two slot force users, um, it's a much harder sell. Because you know you can put force powers in there that are like guaranteed to be useful. Yeah. Um, if you have a three slot force user like Yoda or Dooku or, or Palpatine, um, I think this is a strong consideration for like a. Sometimes I can just hit the win button before the game starts, and b. I can prevent the same thing from happening to me. Like if if I'm going to a tournament, you know, after this release, and there's no FAQ out there that clarifies any of this for us. Um, yeah, I'm bringing Dooku or Palpatine, and I'm throwing this on them because it's there's there's like you know if you get payload in that third slot, there's like a 25 percent chance that if your opponent doesn't also have lift, you just basically win. Is there any amount of FAQ that fixes this card? Uh, I think the FAQ would have to be something like, "Can you move a barricade that is nominated as an objective?" No. Can you place a barricade within a speed one move of an objective? No, something like that. Sure. Um, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I just I just want to be like clear, See, like because because those are kind of like like I think the the nomination one I think maybe is like fair and fine, but the whole like range one seems a little obscure to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost so for me, I agree a hundred percent with your first one, right? you know key positions or payload you know and stopping that from happening your other one though i i kind of like having as part like it's almost like a challenge that seems very difficult to do (laughs) it seems difficult to do to 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 use this card to put two barricades around uh i don't a thing like it doesn't I mean, seem difficult at all to me to block it out before I kill before the other team kills you. I I mean, force users aren't that like. I don't know. I mean, I guess you can you can use this card a total of what twelve times. Well, I guess if you're, yeah, you get six 12. times. Well, you could recover it every turn, right? Yeah, well, you well, sorry, you, you could do Zealand, sorry, yeah. you could do it eight. You do it eight times. Yoda, Yoda could do it eight times. Everyone else right. can do it six. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does with with eight moves total. It does seem sort of like a stretch that you'd be able to move two barricades across the table. But you don't have to move them across the table. If like if if it's recover the supplies, you only have to move them to the middle. And odds are, there's at least one barricade within range one of the middle already. You can place your second one reasonably close enough, depending on the deployment. Sure. Can can they do it before the the Mandalorian gets in and jumps out? Like, I mean, you're gonna probably like like it seems like the earliest they'd be able to really uh, effectively achieve that on is turn three or turn four, right? 
probably. Yeah. I, think. I mean, it's, if your opponent has a Mandalorian, then they've got a shot at grabbing that middle box on turn two. If they don't, then they're like going to be putting a unit in significant danger to try that. Yeah. I, I just think like that your second position is more complex. Sure. And seems like an outlier, though possible. I'm not saying not possible. Seems like more of an outlier. And like, a hey, if you're going to even try this, then I don't know, maybe you should get it. Because that seems real complex with everything else that's going on. You know what I mean? In the game. And if you're just going to spend your, your, your force users first three or four turns trying to yeet some barricades around a, an objective token, then I, I don't know. Go for it, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, like, you know, if they can do it safely or not, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if they have to stand out in the open for three turns to move a bunch of barricades, I don't think that's probably particularly worth it. Um, but, you know. But I don't know, maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah. I think you'd also want to add the sideways thing that it has, just like four to position, four to five position says that it has to be placed flat. Yeah. Because technically you could, you know, if it was sideways, that'd be impassable for a trooper model too, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I th I, I think yeah. so. Uh, it yeah. definitely is taller than trooper model, yeah. especially if you had two or three of them. Yeah, I mean, can you stack them on top of each other? Can you put a barricade on top of a barricade? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see why not. <laughs> can I make a barricade pyramid? And do I get do I do I get points for doing so? And just put uh, Yoda in the underneath it, like. Yeah. In... <laughs> I mean, that would be a way to prevent like an AAT from covering the middle objective in KP. Just stack yeah. two barricades in the middle. Uh, end over end see i so, <laughs> so i don't hate that is the thing like that so it's so just to kind of go back to the i also don't think you should be able to cover of, a kp with a tank yeah i mean like this is not the first iteration of a no. rule that abuses objectives to the point where you can't score no, right that's it's not um and frankly like i wish we didn't have those other ones either yeah you know i don't think you should be able to cover a kp with a tank <laughs> I, I, I disagree with you i enjoy it you're wrong yeah. um, <laughs> i how can i be wrong it's my enjoyment i didn't say it was good i just said i enjoyed it well jay i'm gonna surround your tank with vertical barricades all right well i'll tell you what you bring a force user and you get them within range one of the middle objective and with my tank and atsd and see what happens oh probably yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> All right. Anyway, all right. Let's move on. We what's the next one there, Mike? Have we have we achieved the rant? Um, TLDR, okay. Force lift. Hate it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, before we before we get off the force oh, lift, no. I know that we've been here a while. Is it top three force powers? I think so. Just like, because uh, just because like of that slot machine chance that you you can basically just win the game. Five points win the game. Yeah. I'd like, I, I mean, out, for me, outside of Kyle's, you know, slot machine stuff, I, I like I like having uh, heavy cover all the time on my force user like that, yeah. th like especially a Vader like that or Palpatine. That seems really good. Fair. OK, that's the other thing. It's not like it does nothing if you, you know, don't pull the jackpot on the slot machine. Yeah. All right. It does what it was probably intended to do, which is give your dudes heavy cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is still great so yeah, totally so shall, shall we continue in the realm of game changing game breaking force powers in yoda grandmaster of the jedi orders back um second on the list burst of speed 
if well, anybody's I'm sorry, I just thought of something else that's abusive with that. Like, so you could totally pull a barricade. Like, if your opponent's units, like let's say, are behind the barricade, you just pull the barricade and then your army just shoots them and they no longer have cover. And I mean, like that. I, I actually think that that's intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah that right. seems that seems me. fine to me. But it just hit me. Not yeah, it just hit yeah. me as another use. Yeah. Of it. It's like, oh wow, yeah. So, Duh. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. You're good. That so seems first, like something that's like strategically clever and effective in a way that's yeah. not abusive. Yes. If that makes sense. Might yeah. feel bad, but it's yeah. not abusive. Right. Yeah. So uh, the next one up here is Burst of Speed. Anyone that's played any uh, Star Wars video game with <laughs> Jedi Knights in have probably been waiting for this one. Um, this one is a discard. So you get to use it once. At the start of your activation, well, they only used it once in the Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At the start of your activation, treat your maximum speed as three until the end of the round. If you do gain a one immobilized token at the end of the round, it is a force power and it is three points. Light side only. Just kidding. <laughs> Empire players rejoice. Yeah. Uh, Vader and Palpatine are great again. Um, is what this card says to me. I, I love this on Palpatine. Uh, yeah. This makes this makes your now you will die threat range, which is currently like just a little over. So by the threat range, I mean double move plus the attack range. Sure. It's currently just over range three or 20 inches for those uh, inch inclined. Um, this <laughs> essentially turns it into almost range five. Yeah, 20, it seems 28 inches. Seems really good. <laughs> hey, could you imagine just this old man? It's like zip across the like battlefield and it's just lightning your entire army. You're like, what? What yeah. is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I think timing is still really relevant on Palpatine, right? Yeah. Like you yeah, can't yes. you can't just zap a st- bunch of stuff on turn one and then not have a palpatine yeah. and expect to win yeah. the game. You need I, a, I you, need, like... you need a follow-up plan when you yeah. do this. Yeah. I think I like this better on Operative Vader. I think I like this better on Commander Vader. Hmm. So here's the thing. Okay, tell me. With Darkness Descends on turn one, if you infiltrated exactly range three and then scout one immediately towards your opponent, you can base whatever you infiltrated away next to on the first turn. Because you get a speed one move from the scout, Hunt Darkness Descends, then you get two speed three moves, which is more gets you farther than range three. Oh, I didn't even think about it. As two both your movements would be yeah. speed three. Yeah, you yeah. get two speed three moves with with Commander Vader. So, I don't know why I was thinking once. I don't know why I was and, and then if you play implacable, three. you get another speed three move because it's for your No, you do not. It's for the round. Well, I guess you get a speed okay. two move. Oh, right, because you got an immobilized token. But still, right. but still. But still, right? Speed so, two. Well, right, and then, and then, the, and then the immobilized token. token comes off. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, deal with being slow, right? Jeez. Yeah. So uh, this is really good on Commander Vader. I mean, I think you can make a case on Operative Vader. The issue I have with Operative Vader is that I think you still want Forest Bosch and Forest Choke on him yeah. almost mm-hmm. always. With Commander Vader, I think this is an easy substitute for Saber Throw because you're just like, I don't need Saber Throw anymore. I'm going to be in it, you know? Um, yeah, 
I mean, I, I guess the reason I was saying, uh, because, we, you know, it just, it seemed a lot more threatening. Like I could get further, like if I, uh, if I spur like that first turn, you know, and then use the speed three the next turn. I mean, I'm basically like hauling ass across the entire field to get, I just, you know, that, that the, the movement options uh, I think are there, but yeah, that's neat. Yeah. I mean, I think those are the two most obvious applications. I think I dare say any force user that you would take that maybe you're leaving their slot empty this three is points. not yeah. a bad thing to have in your back pocket for three points. Yeah. Jedi you know? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. if, if, if you're leaving one of his slots empty because you don't have the five or 10 points, but you do have the three, I think this is very reasonable. This is much more powerful than like a recon Intel. Oh, yeah. um, and it's only one point more. It clearly costs an expensive slot, but if you have a free one, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think any force user with three slots is strongly considering this for that third slot. Yeah, man, it really it really brings darkness to suns back into the fold. I, I think so. I mean, you know, you still have to like not get shot and everything. Sure. But um I I just yeah, I think I think it uh it, it allows some mm -hmm. before when you couldn't actually get in get where you needed to go on turn one that's why the the vader lat thing is so powerful i think yep. it's because you can you can have him in melee on turn one well guess what fam you don't need a lat anymore <laughs> so i guess that list is terrible now um <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it's not quite as good as the lat delivery system that but it's also like 120 points cheaper so yes right, right, right. <laughs> like congratulations lat you've been outdone by a three-point upgrade card the only thing you were good at um yeah so i think I, I don't know so i think with i think you take commander vader with force push first of speed and then the and then the barricade movie <laughs> just... well it's worth noting that uh, he'll he'll probably outpace the barricade. Yeah, absolutely. But, but what if your opponent has barricades? Wait, what if they have barricades? You just start throwing them at them. Like sure. I mean, yeah. Yo, know, I also I also just I didn't even consider that uh, it's when you deploy. So if you put force lift on Vader or Maul for that matter, you infiltrate. You infiltrate, and then you can put the barricade <laughs> wherever you want. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine if your opponent puts evaporator like up against the wall yeah. and you just infiltrate ball next to it and then you drop the, vader, the barricade like here <laughs> oh, oh boy uh, yeah get wrecked um and then, and then as they're trying to come up to you, you just burst the speed into them and just wreck them oh man so good that's so, so much fun so do we feel like the immobilized token here is a huge cost no i mean it's not nothing I, like, I, I seems like a big huge. deal on Palpatine. Yeah, like you're stationary on the following mm -hmm. turn. Yeah, which is which is why you really need to, you know, calculating your timing with the now you will die is already sort of more art than science with Palpatine, and the answer is not always, you know, as soon as he's in range. Um, I think that's even more true now that this is a thing because he's going to be in range much sooner, but you still have to kind of there's there's like 
with Palpatine, there's like a tipping point in every game where and now you will die is going to like turn a game from, you know, maybe I'm losing a little bit or it's even to like, I've just won the game. Um, and I think that's still true, yeah. you know, because Palpatine's usually in one wound after you do that. So if there's anything left to kill Palpatine um, and you lose Palpatine and that's not like something that you can deal with, then that's a problem. And I don't think this changes that at all. It just means that on the following turn, you know, he's going to be stuck where he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I was just rereading the card. Vader is also stuck where he is. Yeah. After he goes, the, the immobilized token doesn't actually go down until the end of the round right. as opposed to the end of his activation. So he will get a third speed three move on his implacable turn, <laughs> but what he, he will be rooted to the spot on the following. Turn. Which, yep. and I guess that's why, like your question was, it, it is the juice worth the squeeze on that one? And I think so, because I think what it is, is it's just, it's an additional tool that you didn't have before that maybe you won't use every, you may not even need it every game, right? But when you do need it, I think it'll definitely be worth having an immobilized token if you can, if you do it correctly. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit less of a deal on Vader because you're using it hopefully to get into melee. Yeah. And hopefully you've you know you leave yourself a unit that you're giving a warm hug to in yeah, melee, and then so, on the following turn, if it withdraws, you just force push it back into you. Yeah, yeah, or or so, or, or even like the next turn, play Vader's might, and now you got two potential yeah. options of bringing units into you, right? Right. So exactly, yeah. I dig that. I just want to put it out. Yep. Um. Cool. So I think those are the first two upgrades. Um. What else are we looking at here today? I think the other ones are training upgrades, right? They are. So, oh, right. Okay. Oh, right. (laughs) I just want to preface. I mean, we're we're, we're already deep. All of these cards are good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I like, by the way, that a lot of these cards, you know, they come in the Yoda pack, but most, if not all of them, are arguably better on other units. Yeah. yeah, totally. With maybe the uh, exception of force lift, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like these, these two trainer upgrades to me scream like IRG. Personally. Yep. Yep. We, we could talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um. So the first one, Protector, is an exhaustible training upgrade. It says while using Guardian, you can cancel critical results as though they were hit results during the end phase. Ready this card. Five points. <laughs> So, I don't think this is good on IRG. I think this is good in one place and one place only. Okay. What's that? I think it's good on Kenobi. Because you just use it one time to cancel a crit and spend a dodge. I think, yeah. I mean, I think like Kenobi's got barrier. Yeah. He's got guardian with, with all of his dodge tokens already. I think this improves that kit i think when we're talking about something like irg like is is it nice to to guardian a crit yes but i think most of the time there's hits in that pool of guardian anyway for the most part i just like is it is it worth five points Mm -hmm. to sometimes get the crit i don't know so what's Explain to me during the end phase, ready this card. It's, it's like improvised orders where it just like you used it this turn, you get it back at the end okay. of the turn. It's just so for me, 
and this is this is solely based on a list that I just played with you, my Callus Fader list. Yeah, it has IRG in it. A lot of times, yeah, I, I actually a lot of crits are coming through on Vader, and I'm like, you know, especially for playing clones. Uh, and so I would like to guardian those. Yes, please, so that Vader can stay alive. It's worth the five points to keep at least two wounds off of Vader every turn. And Palpatine, I would think too. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Mike. Um, I do think that Palpatine, Palpatine can kind of replicate that effect because he can also take barrier. And, sure. And there, yeah. there, there are definitely more situations probably than you realize that come through with where crits are the only paint that are that are getting through cover and dodge and whatever else is on there. So I'm, I'm used to just rolling eight hits past cover. Yeah, I know. Days, so. I know <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Not everyone can just score eight hits every every shot there, uh, Rex. Um, Sorry, I don't know. It's <laughs> what I do. Yeah, uh, I, I do think the reason that this is sort of like a maybe on IRG is because they only have two training slots, and I think you definitely still want tenacity, and I think you also still want this other training upgrade. I, I so so it depends with for you when you play Palpatine, absolutely. But the way I've been using them as like um, with the callus and you, you kind of saw it tonight is I just murder ball my list and I just spread the IRG in there and they're just kind of protecting the shore troopers, callus, Vader, mm -hmm. like they're protecting everybody. You're also taking them naked though, basically. It's just naked them, right? right. Three. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I like pure bullet sponge. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. this is really good for that, right? Because now it sponge. just, yeah, broadened my, my horizons a little bit, but go ahead. Let's talk about the next one. Okay. This one, so I know that we've talked about a lot of broken cards today. I think this one <laughs> maybe may, might be the most broken. Um, this one's called Into the Fray. It is a training upgrade. Mm -hmm. When an enemy unit at range one activates, you may gain one surge token, four points. <laughs> on its, on its so face, <laughs> it doesn't seem super broken. But I think once you start thinking about it, things change pretty rapidly. I mean, range one is very short. This is definitely meant for units that are like gonna be in your opponent's face. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so I'm imagining you play this on Anakin, and mm -hmm. and look, I'm not gonna say Anakin is in anywhere great right now. <laughs> but if there was a way to make Anakin good so a card like this might go a long way to get in there in that you know you bury anakin in your opponent's army and he's getting surge tokens every time they activate and then he's got exemplars so he's just dumping those surge tokens off to your entire list right like this this card on a on a on something that shares tokens could effectively read gain eight surge tokens over the course of a turn yeah right for um, sure which which like it's four points aggressive tactics is 15 and you get half that yeah. and and clearly that's like a little bit magical christmas land but i don't know it, it seems like i mean at least in your example like all of the times when you're going to be sharing these are with clones um and like this will definitely net you some extra surge tokens but there's also a little bit like diminishing returns 
with oh. some search tickets. I mean, you say um, that, but I, when you spend them on offense, they're pretty good too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I so I I just I think so when I see look at a card like this, I really wish we had a sliding point scale because I think a card like this for Royal Guard could easily be four points, yeah. right? Like that's reasonable. But if you put it on Anakin, it probably should be like 15. You know, I, I don't know. That might be overkill or whatever. But, you know, um, Yoda can use this. Does he have a training slot? He doesn't have a training slot. He doesn't have a training slot. All right. Yeah. Yoda can't use this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just like, you could put it on full arcs. They get yeah. into melee all the time. They do. You know. So yeah. that's how I feel about this. As far as like non-token sharing, token printing uses of this card, um, RG seemed like a great candidate for it because they don't surge in either direction. And you know, if you're not just using them as a pure bullet sponge, you want them to be close to things that they can hit with yeah. their sticks. Um, this seems great for Maul, who often leaves that second training slot empty anyway, and is often at range of one of enemy units and doesn't surge in either direction often has 20 points left over to spend uh... <laughs> so what's for <laughs> i just gave a look for those but... not watching on the youtube <laughs> um, uh this seems decent on i mean wookies are probably still just taking tenacity and offensive push um but like you know, if you want like a ri ridiculous tar pit Wookiee melee unit, throw the shield on a Wookiee Warriors unit, give them tenacity and this card, and you've got a unit with armor one and surging <laughs> saves in melee and 12 wounds. Um, it seems difficult to kill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I think all these upgrades force lift aside the rest of them are all really cool and yeah, i mean force lift is still really cool barring the potential competitive ramifications but yeah. i it's i'd like that they're adventuring out in what they're what they're doing like i as much as i hate that republic has all these commanders and just got all these cool units i i like that the wookie subtype stuff and I like that they're trying new things and they're they're expanding the game in general. I think that's that's only positive. Yeah. I and we can nitpick from a competitive standpoint how this is gonna screw us, but but it's good. It's good. The game's expanding. That's that's a good thing. I mean, in fairness, uh I think uh, your Republic's up to seven commanders. I think that's about where everybody else is, right? I mean, other than seven. Oh, oh, I wasn't no, yeah. So I wasn't saying that they, they shouldn't have that many i i guess i'm just saying is we're not really doing the like tick for tack releases <laughs> anymore everybody yeah. gets everything at the same time <laughs> right yeah, yeah. It's so kind of like uh republic 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 i think that <laughs> whole design philosophy was completely unreasonable and sure. was bound to fail eventually i yeah. think i think eventually right um from a just yeah i don't know like the whole I mean, mirror thing don't do that other games yeah. don't do that the whole like faction mirror thing kind of doesn't work when there's more than two factions yeah. right yeah it's you just know? but what other games do is you know more errata and point updates but like 
you know, is that it's hard when a faction, what happens is a faction gets left behind, like empires get left behind right now. For- they just got burst of speed, man. I think they're ready to go. Are they going to have to buy Yoda? Probably. Yeah. Is, you know. Well, here's, here's an interesting thing on the Yoda store page. It looks like there are two copies of burst of speed in the box. So maybe oh. make, make friends with somebody who plays Republic. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, when it feels like a, a faction is being left behind and then one of the factions that is very successful and very good is getting unit after unit, like not that the lat is good, but they just got the lat. Then they got, you know, Yoda, Chewbacca, the Wookiee, like the Wookiee Warriors. Like it just seems like the rich keep getting richer. You know, and uh, and that's okay. It's just it. I understand what you're saying. You can't really mirror all of that, but sometimes it just feels bad when something's getting left behind. You're like, okay. Well, and I, I think we see this in other games. Like, I just using Warhammer as an example. You know, like every time we get a new Space Marine Codex, you know, Space Marines are at the yeah. top of the heap, right? Yeah. This is kind of how that feels to me. Yeah. And that like Republic is finally getting like completely fleshed out. It sort of seems like Separatists are pretty close. Are, are getting like similar um releases here pretty soon and like you know empire and rebels have kind of been on the back burner and i, I disagree with that they they just got wookies and a party bus well i i think the only reason they got wookies though is probably because they did wookies for a republic right, right. like i you know in the same way that like I think it's possible the only way the um, reason the empire got the lat is because republic, republic got, got the lat, lat right yeah. so you know i mean i think there's stuff like that but i do think that you know um rebels clearly have weathered this this storm a little better and at the end of the day somebody was gonna weather it better better yeah. right like it, you know it's just that's how it works um yeah. but I, but i think you know uh you know everything goes around it comes around yeah i listen i think it's all fair and I'm not, I, I'm just saying, like, I, I like what they're doing. It's just as an empire, as an exclusively empire player, it's very tough to stomach this right now. I'm, I'm struggling. And I'm sure four to six months, right, something's going to happen. And we're going to have a completely different conversation, right? I, that's just how this game works. And I, I get that, right? And then we're going to be talking about how great Empire is and how, like, uh, I don't know, droids suck or something, right? Like, it's, I get that. I understand. It's just we're, it's a hot topic right now, right? Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, do, just doing my hot topic today. Yeah, no, you're good. The Imperial Salt Mines have been... Um, very very full of salt yeah yeah <laughs> so understandably I, I, yeah sure and i don't think it's as bad in doom as gloom as everybody makes out to be but you know but then when you see a release like this and you're like all right <laughs> like, okay I, I mean i do i do like that like clearly they're not getting any units out of this but i i do like that several yeah. of these upgrade cards are actually excellent for Empire. yes for sure all four of them i think yeah yeah, are all all imperial beneficial? So yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. for Vader and Palpatine builds. Yep, but um, yeah, I actually think Rebels probably make out of this the the worst probably. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really not anything in here for Rebels except maybe like burst on Luke, but it's not really like it's not a game changer for him. Right. You know? 
Um, yeah, I agree. All right. Any final thoughts? Did we hit everything? I don't, I don't remember what the list was. I Who think knows? we did. Okay. If, if we didn't, we'll make it up next week, but I think we there, hit everything. There's nothing. Let me, let me just, let me just look at the AMG Twitter feed and make sure <laughs> nothing else came out while we were talking. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I'm excited. You know, it's, it's the game is still alive, which is a positive and things are still coming out. And I understand this is probably some of the last of what FFG had lined up before it went over to AMG and that's okay. And, and it's just exciting. You know, it's a good time um, to start getting back out and the pandemic ending and this is good. It's all good. Yeah. And you can take all these sweet stuff and um, fight out over Rigel four <laughs> storm tide, baby. Right. You got to use, use those force lifting barricades to, <laughs> lift barricades over the destroyed ruins of the strike on rigel four there not? you go there you guys go. are going to really like that for all of you who, who end up playing it it's going to be amazing so all right all right well we are the notorious scoundrels i'm kyle i'm mike and i am jay band force lift there it is